With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Ingenuity Show has the weirdest stuff. The Ingenuity Show hopes you stay a while. Come with these nerdy engineers. What you will find might linger in the cochlea of your ears. Oh, with every nerd cast, there is something new. are listening, then the show's for you. You may think the premise of this show sounds so absurd. Well, you're the one listening who's the nerd. You know me so, you can't just say bizarre. Hello, welcome to the Ingenuity Show. I'm Mr. Pold. I'm talking during the count-in. And I'm DVD. <laughs> I'm Master Zed. <laughs> I realized when I said something during the count-in that it negates the purpose of the count-in, which is oh. to leave some blank space so I can find it easily. I didn't... Um... Notice you talking. <laughs> I didn't either. We were, we were I counting said, in. I was I so focused you. on counting myself I in. Heard, I, I heard you say, Jimmy. <laughs> Thanks. Do we need to uh, count well, in? No. Oh, okay. No, we're right. not starting over. This, this is week's big sponsor in. is merchandise. New t-shirts are running on the Ides. A two t-shirt? I'd never heard of that. Merchandising, merchandising, merchandising. The Ides of March are a special day for me. It's my wedding anniversary. Beware yeah. the Ides of March for getting... And it may be the, the, my death day. I don't know. We'll see. We're <laughs> forgetting I forget. that. I forget my anniversary. <laughs> so, uh, last... salad on your anniversary? <laughs> we should. Uh, last week, I was, before the show started, asked if my mic sounded okay, because it was kind of messed up. I'd broken part of the stand. Uh-huh. And you were like, oh, yeah, you sound fine. Well, when we got done, I went to unplug it, and it wasn't even plugged in. <laughs> oh. So I was recording through my laptop's built-in microphone anyways. That's pretty good, then. <laughs> and this week, I'm recording through my phone, because my internet is down. Dope. It like around bedtime two nights ago, it stopped working. But How we just your... went to bed. It's astounding. How are your kids surviving? Well, my one By pulling my oldest son is hotspotting from his phone. Oh, okay. which he used 
20 of his 25 allotted gigabytes of hotspot for the month. <laughs> so I told him, I was like, long. yeah, dude, please keep track of that and don't go over. <laughs> <laughs> the new modem is coming Saturday. It just takes two to three hours of tech support to get to the point where they go, yeah, your modem's probably just not working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the first thing is chatting with them. So I get the, my modem is through my cell phone company and it's a 5G modem. So the first thing is you chat with them on their tech support chat app and it's very clunky. And at one point they were like, uh, is your internet new? This was one of the first questions. And I was like, like no. no, I think they invented it in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had this for months. So it's like, it's not, I'm not trying to set up a new modem. It's I still need to do my new modem though. I haven't set up yet. Oh no. Cause it failed and I couldn't do it. And so I need to actually call it, but I haven't done that. Oh, ours has been working great until Tuesday. Anyways, I tell them, no, it's not new internet. And then like 10 minutes goes by and they're like, hey, do you still need anything? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go to lunch. So finally, we go through all the steps of, you know, turning it off and on again and all this stuff. And they're finally like, okay, well, you're going to have to call tech support. Here's their number. And that's the only way to get their number is to have the chat person give it to you, I guess. They yeah, gave me two. Cool. They gave me two numbers to try. So I tried the first one and it just gives me a busy signal. So I try the second one and it's a robot. Fax machine. Oh. I was gonna say they're talking to each other, the two tech support people. Yeah. So the first question the robot asks is Are you a is human? Your, you is your problem related to a data connection? And I'm like, I don't know if the internet. Well, data is connected with Sasha Yar. Ooh, that's true. Repeatedly. He's, oh, uh, knowledgeable in multiple techniques. He's fully functional. Anyways, so then it's asking me stupid questions like, is your airplane mode on? Uh -huh. I'm like, uh, it's not a phone, it's a modem. And how would I, I have finally... called you? Oh. <laughs> Airplane mode on. Make sure you put your modem in airplane mode. They call it yeah. from an airplane. <laughs> uh, anyways, I finally got to a human and she was excellent. And she was like, Oh, yeah, sounds like your modem's just bad. We'll send you a new one. The computer's <laughs> probably conducting its own Turing test of you to see if you were sentient. Probably. Uh, anyways, so we're getting new modem on Saturday, which. Should be good. Um, what else? Oh, I got new glasses. I don't know if anybody cares about that, though. I bet your optometrist does. I got new contacts. Well, I go in and they're like, well, did you bring your glasses with you? Like, no, I stepped on them like six months ago and <laughs> broke them. They're like, oh, you haven't been wearing your glasses for six months? Like, no, it's fine. But... <laughs> I've only so, been in 10 accident, car wrecks. Yeah, well, I can, I don't, 
absolutely need them. I just like them. But uh-huh. originally, I got the ones that get dark when you go out in the sun. Yeah. Automatically. But they don't work in the car because the car window blocks the UV. Oh. <laughs> so it's like, well, I mainly use them for driving. Stick it out the window. <laughs> yeah. But well, I thought about it. Well, I, I could get a UV light for the car <laughs> that just shines in my face. <laughs> or I'll just get separate prescription glasses and sunglasses, which is what I did. So. Where do you guys go? Glasses. Uh, I just get them from the optometrist, which is really expensive, but at least I can try them on and have somebody there that knows what's going on. I get like my contacts from 1-800-CONTACTS, and they sent me this thing wanting to sell me glasses now. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't. I can't trust you for glasses. And my yeah. coworker told me that he can't touch his eyeball, which is why he can't have contacts. So I proceeded to touch my eyeball repeatedly until he's grossed out. Oh, that sounds like a good plan. I told him, I, you and an older brother, were you? He's like, no, I've got two older sisters. I, I don't know. Maybe, eyeball. maybe I should look into contacts. I don't know. I like them sometimes. No one's ever offered them to me. But either way, I have to take glasses off and on when I need to read something. Like if I wear my glasses, oh. I have to take my glasses off to read. If I have contacts on, I have to put glasses on to read. Yeah, I don't need reading glasses yet. It's in the future. Yeah, maybe when I'm an old geezer like you. That's right. Oh, hey, if he's an old geezer, there's, what does that make me? You're an old geezer. What? I missed that. Yeah, you broke up again. Okay, Both the one, two, time. three. Crypt Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, when you guys talk at the same time, it garbles. Blocks both of you. What? Yeah. He was saying old geyser. I don't give it. I don't give it. <laughs> okay, Jabba. <laughs> I don't think that's oh, what Jabba oh. sounds like. Oh. No, that was just the only name I could think of. It was like Kermit Jabba, Jabba like Jabba and Kermit. Hey ho, Jabba the Frog here. <laughs> Jabba the Frog. He's a giant tadpole, right? <laughs> he is. He's Kermit's son. Or ancestor. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> Maybe Jabba would eventually turn into a giant frog. Probably. Hey, that might be the case. I think you're right. Space frog. Space frogs hopping mm. here and there and everywhere. <laughs> Those are gummy, gummy bears. Frogs. Oh, I may have stolen the tune. Oh, and the Those gummy frogs are really good. Oh, I haven't had gummy frogs in a while. Yeah, disappointed in you. <laughs> I've been trying to cut out unnecessary food from my diet. Yeah. Probably a good idea. We made snickerdoodles last night. They're so good. That is a necessary food. Oh, I had uh, last week when well, my wife was gone. I had um, Cinnabon for two nights dinners. You had Cinnabombs? Cinnabon. They blow up in your mouth? <laughs> we harvested seven pounds of boysenberries from our boysenberry bush last well, 
And there's probably going to be at least double that. Available. I bet you guys are very tired afterwards. It took two <laughs> hours to harvest all of them and bring them in and wash them. <laughs> we figured I, out that they're boysenberries, though. Oh. We thought they were blackberries. You thought they were poisonberries? Girls and berries? Like blackberry bush, but that's thornless, and there are thornless oh. blackberry bushes. Yeah. I yard. But when the like berries berry started uh, maturing, they are like two or three times bigger than blackberries. Huh. Wow. Hmm. That's substantial. Yes, Pretty they're big. very good. So I we bet have they're very tasty. Poisonberry cobbler currently. Ooh. What do they taste like? I don't know. They're, they're way better than girls. Like berries. Girl berries. They're kind of blackberry-ish, I guess, allegedly. I had uh, Marionberry pie when I was in Astoria. That's that a type was really of good. Berry, I, think. I love Marionberries. They're yummy. I had a teacher named Greg Berry once. There was a work for a guy named Mike Berry. Wasn't there a governor of Washington, D.C. was Marion Berry and he got deposed mm-hmm. because he was on cocaine or something? I thought that was right. a requirement. <laughs> Pretty sure. I it think helps. a lot of the elected leaders smoke crack. Oh. <laughs> if only there was that simple of an explanation. I know. <laughs> it was mayor of District of, of Washington, D.C. On, he got uh, arrested on crack cocaine drug charges Makes in No, who wasn't on crack in 1990? Well, and it led to that good Charlotte lyric. <laughs> okay. Uh, lifestyles <laughs> of the rich and famous? Yeah. That one? <laughs> yep. That's the only lyric I could think of of theirs at the moment. <laughs> you know, if you were famous, you could kill your wife, and there's no oh. such thing as 25 to life. Yeah. As long as you got the cash to pay for Cochrane. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, if you were smoke, caught smoking crack, McDonald's wouldn't even want to take you back. But you could always just run for mayor of DC. Boom. Oh, wow. Yeah. Got a lyrical master here who remembers yeah, he lyrics. Even- He's even coined the or given the nickname Mayor for Life, even after the drug charges. It's because he got sentenced 25 to life. <laughs> <laughs> Mayor so, from the pen. That's nothing to sniff at, you know? <laughs> I think crack you got to smoke, right? Yeah, it goes are cracking me up. I just I know. Mean, I wouldn't know. I've heard that <laughs> if you snort too much Coke, you're. Nose hairs all fall out, and then you end up sniffing a lot because you don't have anything to hold your snot in. I don't know. You think nose hairs hold your snot in? <laughs> I don't know. Sure. This was something I heard a long time ago, and I don't I guess know if it like solidifies a... in them that it could provide a barrier. All I know is it was... creates a tortuous path. All I know is there's someone that I knew that. Uh, snorted coke and yeah had to sniff a lot oh what about if like my intern sniffs a lot is that mean he's yeah. on coke then you should probably just accuse like... them of 
of snorting crack. He probably gets more done, though. He Ooh. does get a lot done. Yeah. He's yeah. pretty good. He's See? a drug addict. Yeah, cool. The only explanation. <laughs> it is the only explanation. <laughs> you can't have allergies and just be hyper right. uh, <laughs> Yeah. Motivated. <laughs> Um, so, Mr. Polt and I and Mr. Polt's wife played golf on Saturday. Oh, yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. And then oh, on yeah. Monday, was, I played this golf. It was not our best games, any yeah. of our best games. <laughs> but it was I fun. I had something funny happen, though, while we were golfing. Um, what hole is that? That's hole seven? Yeah, hole seven. I hit with my five wood, and there, the other tee box is, like, off to the left of the fairway. And it's protected by a net somewhat and some trees. Oh. I hit it right towards them. So I yelled four and they got out of the way or whatever. I think that was so six. I bashfully walked up there. And uh, you're right, it is six. And walked up there. With, I was like, sorry, Brandon, you guys. I didn't mean to hit it there. And he's like, oh, you should see where your ball ended up, though. So he, I walked over and it was, it was sitting between the white stakes. Like I teed it up. <laughs> He's like, I just teed my ball up and you yelled four, so we got out of the way and your ball landed two inches from where I teed up my ball. <laughs> wow. So I got to tee up from that tee box twice. He's trying to skip that tee box there. twice. He also, um, he also hit one that um, landed on someone else's green, right? Oh, yeah. I, I hit <laughs> off the shank and it went right, like a 45 degrees right. It landed on a green. For a hole we wouldn't see for like four holes. And I walk over there and there's a guy looking at my ball. And he's like, I don't think this is my ball. He's like, I think that's my ball. He's like, oh, okay. I thought, I, I didn't think, I don't usually hit the green here. And his wife's like, yours is way back here. He's like, oh, that's my <laughs> So he was, he thought he'd made the green on his first shot. He was really impressed with himself. Aww. I ruined it. Well, you had made the green on your first shot. I it did. Was for the wrong hole. <laughs> I had a really good chance for birdie. Yeah, he was teeing off at hole 11 and ended up going into the hole on hole 14. <laughs> that would have been funny. Is it fun chipping from the green? I should have just left it there and come back to it. <laughs> no, he used this free drop. <laughs> oh, Yeah, you get a free drop off the green. They don't want you hitting clubs on the green. <laughs> you have to putt off of the green back on the oh, green. That's what a rule should be. I'm going to have to fix my divot, though. Oh, yeah. Then I played disc golf. And we played at... One of our disc golf courses got shut down as they're putting houses there, which is unfortunate. Oh. It also got rid of our driving... Our two-tiered driving range and our miniature golf. So, sucked. Mm. But um, I beat my best score at the course we played by one stroke. Nice. Cool. And then... So, that was with the... There's now... Because the other course shut down... They moved all the baskets to this course we played because they always oh. had a, a location for the basket and the alternate B location. So now they have enough baskets. They have both of them set up so you can choose which one you play. Oh, oh. so we first played and they also moved a bunch of the rubber mats they had for like pathways from the other one. Mm-hmm. So now there's better paths. like So it won't be as muddy. Um, and you get that two level effect. Right. We played <laughs> the red tees, which were shorter to the A location baskets, which are closer. Which is what we normally play as, and that's where I got my better score. And we thought, let's play the blue ones. 
to the farther baskets. That'll be fun. Well, so I had a six over on the first round we played. Second round, 25 over. Oh, quite a bit. It was rough. The first hole doing that way, you go 40 yards and have to turn like, I don't know, 60 degrees almost around a corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Difficult. But so, so Danger Girl and her husband are in town this month oh. from, Eng- from England. And so this last weekend, we wanted to play pickleball with my son-in-law because he, him and my son were the ones that introduced my wife and I to the game mm-hmm. or got us interested in it. And so that meant there was going to be just three of us. And we could have had Danger Girl play, but she she would have played, but she wasn't excited about playing. So I texted a friend of mine that um, plays comes out and plays with us every now and then. Was he Chris. babysitting? No. Um, I don't know if he has any kids that are young enough to need babysitting. Uh, anyway, he's my dentist friend. You guys know him? We do. Nope. Oh, well, Master <laughs> Zed doesn't know It's him. okay, it's okay. But his name's Chris. Anyway, oh, he texted nice. back and said, hey, why don't you come play at my house? I got my pickleball court put in. Oh. Because, so he built a new house. That's why we make dentist friends. Last year or something. And he had a pick, pickleball court installed. So we went to his house and played. And uh, another, a guy I knew, also knew was there. And played with us, and he was super good. <laughs> and but it was his first time playing doubles, so it was a lot of fun. The only the only thing was he hadn't had his court surfaced yet. That was due to be done the next day. <laughs> so we were playing on bare concrete. That's pretty reflective like, of the sunlight. <laughs> and uh, just chalk drawn lines. <laughs> and Chris's wife even came out and played a little bit. And cool. uh, she was like, oh, I've only played a few times. And she didn't seem that excited about it. But she actually was pretty decent. <laughs> we didn't feel like we had to go easy on her at all. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. I learned that my neighbor across the street, he's a retired guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays pickleball. Like five days a week. Wow. Four days a week, maybe. For like three hours, I think. Wow. There's yeah. like seven to ten every morning. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I drove by a park that has like a building to have four pickleball courts, and they had it all four set up, and there was probably 50 people there. Oh, wow. It was crazy. They really need to build like dedicated courts here in town because mm-hmm. sometimes you, you show up to play pickleball and someone's playing tennis which takes up two of the two pickleball, pickleball courts it's like why don't you go play tennis at the other tennis courts there's way nicer and more room for you at the high school <laughs> yeah. the other ones? there's other ones besides the high school ones as well you know oh, okay. yeah the high school ones are really nice we used to play tennis there before we got into pickleball such a crazy world things happen every day we'll keep you up to date 
the ingenuity way When there's musk in space A hospital conga line A pool moose or chocolate snow Will tell you every time Random news Random news Alright, well We're doing random news again so my story comes to us from Taipei, Taiwan, mm. and it's, I wouldn't call it news because it happened two years ago, but <laughs> old, <laughs> but I found it interesting enough and I thought it's called it was history, I think actually. Yes, this is some, a piece of history. <laughs> but I thought it would spark some interesting conversations. So this was back during the height of the COVID-19 shutdowns and stuff like that. And the airports in Taiwan were shut down as part of this. And so the it was the Songshan Airport. And so they put out something asking for volunteers to come to the airport um, <laughs> for a fake flight. And okay. they, why? <laughs> so let's see, here it goes. Um, anyway, there's a social media put out something saying that they wanted to know who would like to participate for an airport tour. <laughs> at, don't participate in a lottery to win a spot on an airport tour. And apparently 7,000 people entered and 180 of them won. So they had three different quote unquote flights <laughs> with 60 passengers each. And so what they did was they came to the airport, went through all the airport screening process, waiting at the gate, all the fun quote unquote airport <laughs> stuff and boarded the plane. And then they deboarded the plane and went home. <laughs> so that's apparently, experience they lose their luggage. Yeah. I hope so. You have to bring luggage and they take it from you. <laughs> they go give it back. Well, so I had heard of there was some I can't remember where Australia maybe that uh-huh. when COVID first started, you couldn't fly anywhere, but they were doing flights just up and they were like circling. Oh yeah. Pretty, <laughs> Only where you could like, fly around the city. Well, it, they were going like out so you could see like some landmarks, you know, oh, okay. Back. So it was like a two hour flight, but they didn't, they landed back at the airport. I'm assuming they were paying for these flights. I, yes. yes okay. Tour flights. That makes sense. But yeah. Doesn't that negate one of the biggest purposes of the lockdown? That's <laughs> well, you they didn't flying? have any COVID there. Well, planes have really they, good scrubber systems, so you get pretty recycled air that's been scrubbed and gone through filters, and I'm sure takes most crap out. I think so, I saw the, risk of the guys next they, to you. The full air in the plane is exchanged every like four minutes or something. You're still going to the airport, though. Well, so, yeah. the, one of the reasons they gave for doing this fake flight um, is to demonstrate to the public the airport airplane cleaning and disinfecting and pandemic prevention stuff that they had in effect or something 
I don't know. But if you can't go anywhere, then it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> but if you, as a government person, institute government A policies and no one sees them, how do you get credit for it? So you got to bring the public in so there's mm-hmm. awareness made. So where it's was this? Singapore? Money. This Taiwan. was in Taiwan. Oh, Taiwan. Taiwan. Well, because yeah. so like Australia, they were doing it, but they were so strict on entry into the country. Even if you were from Australia, you couldn't get into Australia for months. Yeah. So they didn't have COVID at all for a long time when they were doing these flights. Mm-hmm. So but, but there wasn't Australia's a risk. Australia is big enough you could fly to another city. Well, they went really overboard on their well, like everything in the country overboard as far as that goes. What? People went overboard? Well, especially in Australia. Yeah. Did they have parachutes? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. Ah, yeah, this is the Chinese taking notes. Ooh, that's interesting. We should try that. <laughs> so what other um what other things should they have um had similar to this? Um, no, they should have it so you can go stand in line at the DMV. But not I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I really miss standing in line at the DMV with all the weirdos. Can I please just do a, that? When you get to the front of the line, there's just a, a video of an angry person going at you. Mm-hmm. Says, sorry, we take... can't help you. You need a different form. Oh, you I... need the other. You needed your birth certificate. <laughs> please take a new number. And then they kick you in the crotch. They break into your car while you're in there. Oh, steal, stuff. <laughs> steal a change out of your console. Uh... <laughs> I, I want to have a fake dentist office experience. <laughs> <laughs> I can go in and just get jabbed with needles. Yeah. Here's Is your, we'll just, Shoot you up with Novocaine, but don't do any work, you know, just so you have that numb mouth feeling the rest of the day. Love you, but I love going to the hospital. It's so much fun. They should have that, too. It's just a waiting room you can sit in for four hours. (laughs) With someone next to you coughing up their lung into your lap. Right. And a crying baby behind you. There's a special lottery that you can get, actually, a cast put on any extremity. (laughs) (laughs) Just as long as I can do like The Rock did in that Fast and Furious movie where he like oh, just flex and it bursts and flex, flex the thing off. Yeah. That's how you know it's done. <laughs> uh, Who's next? Me? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I don't have the show notes up. We know. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, so there's a problem on in New England. This story's out of New Hampshire. Uh-huh. But there is a species of crab called the green crab that came over from Europe on boats in the 1800s. And it's an invasive species. There's not, no natural predators, but they eat a lot of clams and stuff. Are you describing the crabs or the people that were on the boats? <laughs> Could be both. People had crabs. Oh. So it's. A, some people are saying this is like the worst invasive species in the country. Hmm. Uh, they've seen the pig problem. In I Texas. would think cats are the hogs. <laughs> well, 
this is affecting the entire ecosystem in oh. off the coast of New England. But have you the crabs sh- killed anyone yet? You can't shoot them from helicopters, so it's not as big of a problem. Yeah. It's a so problem. this company wanted to raise awareness and get more people interested in the problem and also come up with novel ways to address the situation. So they have started a new whiskey that is green crab flavored. Ew. And each bottle uses a pound of green crab meat. So they way to buy it and pour it out. <laughs> maybe. So they said that you should try it before you knock it. And I'm not going to pay for it first. <laughs> they actually mix it with like absolute. So it brings the alcohol content up so you don't care about the taste as much quicker. No, the so the crab oh, meat so is, gross. The crab <laughs> meat is uh is turned into crab stock and then that's seasoned you know, complimentary like <laughs> spices and stuff, and then it's added to a bourbon base. No, the and, okay, so the worst part of this is that they use a special method of distilling called vacuum distilling to preserve mm-hmm. more flavor and aroma that might <laughs> otherwise be destroyed. I was yeah. thinking, okay, well, yeah, if you cook it down and you nope. can't taste the crab anymore, that's okay. Make it, They're doing a specific process to make it taste like crabbier. Ah. How many crabs does it take to get a pound of meat? Depends on how big they are. These I look really small. Smaller crabs, so quite a few. But it's, First, you got to get not, the comb out to get to them. It's not going <laughs> to put a dent in the population, but they're, you know, they want to raise awareness, study them, and get people to Just figure out they, new ways to catch them and eat them. They need to put out that this is an aphrodisiac. Or there you go. Like or it cures baldness. Uh, rub it on your head, on your scalp. But <laughs> not both. So, uh, yeah, get some today. That's funny. Well, my story comes from jolly old England. Crikey. Oh, no, that's Australia. (laughs) Cheerio. An 18-year-old kid stole a car, drove it without a valid license, and then stole gasoline in it. Um, So the police were looking for him, obviously. And when they finally went to his residence, at first they couldn't find him. Until they noticed the giant teddy bear breathing. <laughs> the teddy bear this kid climbed it? inside a oh. five-foot giant teddy bear to hide. But it was probably having a hard time breathing, which caused him to have more labored breathing, which then was more <laughs> obvious that this should-be-inanimate object was not quite inanimate. That's a decent <laughs> plan, I guess, if that's the this, lifestyle you're into. This kind of reminds me of four-year-old DVD who was throwing rocks at cars, and one of the cars stopped, so he ran inside, changed his clothes, and then hid under the bed. I wasn't throwing rocks at cars. I was trying to throw rocks over cars. Oh, and you missed? I was four. It's harder (laughs) than it looks, okay? Especially when you're four. (laughs) Oh, that that must have been my twin brother, Javity. Javity. So when I was a youngster, my best friend and I were prank calling people 
<laughs> and this lady star 69 us or whatever to get mm-hmm. called back. So she called back. And so my so friend was like, her some more. No, my friend acted like it was his little brother that had been doing it. It's like, oh man, I'll tell her parents. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> it was dumb. Yeah. Was her refrigerator running? I believe her refrigerator was running. That's good. That's funny. So what what would you guys try to hide in from the cuffs? Uh, <laughs> uh water bed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> with a snorkel oh. <laughs> mm, I, don't, I, think I don't think it, I know how waterbeds work I think if you cover your eyes so you can't see them then they can't see you there you go uh, I bury myself in a shallow grave Do I just okay, have to have build a oh. large wooden badger <laughs> there you go Find that. Ooh, crawl space so, I kind of have a, have a bonus story that this reminded me of a little bit I was watching a video of um this guy walked into a Walmart. He's on his way to work and he rides a motorcycle. So he had all of his protective gear on. I guess he was listening to some like music. So he just left his heart, his helmet on and walked into a, a Walmart, I believe. And apparently this concerned their manager because he walked up to the side of him and like said something and waved his hand for the guy who was listening to music. And the guy had a headset on. He thought he was talking to somebody else. So he just kept on walking. Well, then the guy was following around the store to ask him to take his helmet off and they needed to leave and all this other stuff. And then the guy called the cops. So the cops show up and he's like, he stops on at a bench on the way out trying to get all the stuff he bought into his backpack. Mm-hmm. And this cop comes up and starts talking to him and, and feels like he's ignoring him, but he can't hear him because he's got his helmet on. Yeah. And they finally get his attention and man, the, the cops and um, the video actually showed the surveillance the manager never got in front of him so he could see him oh time. <laughs> and so the kid's trying to tell the cops that and these cops are way overreacting and one of them like chews him out and you know tells him to take his head out of his posterior and all this other stuff and, and so the kid just finally and then he tries to tell the cop his side of the story he's like shut up just don't say anything he's like okay so another cop comes up and starts asking questions he's like and then like you know, shrugging and pointing at the other cop so they arrested him for trespassing. Uh, nice. And uh, charges are all dropped, and he's now suing. I would, yeah. And apparently, know. they offered him $250,000, and he said no. Oh, Must I would have taken it. Me too. Oh. <laughs> I was like, well, holy cow, that's ridiculous. I'll take it right now, actually. I was like, that cop oh. needs to be fired. But the department uh, would take any blame. They're like, we, no, that was exactly what we should have done. I've seen oh, yeah. so many videos of cops overreacting. I've gotten lucky. So the one time I've been pulled over when I was riding my motorcycle, I had headphones in and was listening to music. And you have to listen to it at pretty much full volume. Right. To be able to hear right. it while you're riding. So when I got off the bike, I had to like, one minute, please. <laughs> like I just like put my finger up and then tapped my had the side of my helmet where my ear is and it was like, just hold on a sec. Oh, like, he, I uh, walked up and he started talking immediately and I couldn't hear him at all. Oh, like Luke did as a stormtrooper when the guy tries to talk to him. Yep, oh, yeah, exactly. It worked. And I took my helmet off and he told me to take my head out of my posterior, which is funny. It must be a cop thing. 
You say, well, you're the ones who required me to wear this helmet when I'm riding my bike. But they probably like, frown well, on you listening like, to the music. The cop's like, well, I ride a bike and I always take my helmet off in the store. And I'm like, well, the kid. I... Okay, Just so because that's... you do doesn't mean it's required. So you're going to go shopping with a motorcycle helmet in your hand while you're shopping with one hand? Yeah. Well, and they also probably encourage you to wear a mask while you're in the store. So right, it's like <laughs> if you're wearing a helmet, you don't have to find a mask to put on. Like you're scaring people because there were shootings recently. So when they trespassed him out of the well, first they're just going to trespass him out of the store until he refused to talk anymore. And then because of that, they got mad at him and arrested him. But they were telling him, so this means that you can't go into this Walmart anymore ever again. Or they can call the cops and you can be arrested. And they're like, and it's all Walmarts. It's not just this Walmart. <laughs> and it's like, Sam's Club. And the kid's like, what? And at one point, the manager asked, can I see his ID? And they, the cop handed the manager of the store this kid's ID. And he's like, what are you doing? It was like, crazy. I, I so they're his taking ID? his word for it. They didn't even look at the video. They just trusted the manager's word over this guy that was just trying to get to work. It's like... Hopefully, I would take it not only to you know court, but I would take it to like Walmart headquarters and say that look what they did to one of your your customers. I've shopped here for years, and then they could probably get it so reverse, so he can go back to Walmart. Maybe he doesn't want to go anymore. I wouldn't blame him. Maybe they'll it's give like, him a Walmart. He'll be he could get a job there as the general manager, and then that guy would be working <laughs> under him. And the whole oh, time he just funny. wears his helmet. The whole time he's at work. <laughs> Was this stick by any chance? Oh, yeah, it was the stick. <laughs> Could it just had his other ID that says "I'm the Stig"? <laughs> he hands the cops. It was actually uh, it was Darth Vader's brother. Oh, uh, Darth. yeah, Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Did he work at a, or a supermarket? You guys remember yeah. that YouTube channel? Yeah. What was his? I'm trying to remember what his name was. I think it was Darth Vader. I don't think yeah. that was. I don't think that was it. Oh, was, was it? it? It was Chad. Chad Vader. Chad yeah. Vader. Yeah. <laughs> Is that still a show? I wonder. It's well. I mean, it, you could probably still find it. I don't think it's still going. Should be <laughs> named Cheese Vader. That was over ten years ago. <laughs> that was out. There's okay. There's one season and there's eight episodes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that one would have stuck around. Uh, 2006. Because maybe they're just on hiatus for really long. <laughs> You're saying there's a chance. <laughs> uh, so I didn't have much time to prepare for a news article because I was working <laughs> until about a minute after we were supposed to start recording tonight. Are you <laughs> on cocaine? What I do is I get my wife to help me find one. Oh. <laughs> No, I found a crappy one, and then I found a better one. Um, so there's a guy. Sure find a crappy one too. <laughs> <laughs> there's a guy in the UK that claims to be the most famous person in the world. Never heard of him. And um, it's because his name is in every language. It's if the power's out, his name is still illuminated places. He changed his name to Fire Exit. <laughs> okay. And he looks like someone that would change her name to Fire Exit. <laughs> that that uh, is funny and 
actually is he, he twenty three years old? Oh, do something for him. He's forty one. Oh, wow! That's how old um, I am. And he's doing it just because, as a joke, I guess, and probably thinks oh. that he can make money from. So He's more famous than his his dad, no shirt, and his mom, no shoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to change my name to Push. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's my first story was just that uh, Canada has released a their strategic reserve of maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> that's a sticky situation. There's a, uh, yeah, I guess there was a, particularly bad weather in this this spring so the maple syrup yield has been low mm. which i noticed because i went to buy maple like we usually get the like 100 percent just real maple syrup not the log cabin or whatever um and went to grab it off the shelf and it was like 20 dollars for the thing that we usually get and i was like nope so respect your own. Uh, I did attempt that. I got to the point of needing to put the maple flavor in, and realized I didn't have any. So I had vanilla syrup. <laughs> I was saying you should get a maple tree. He's like, all I've got is this oak tree, so I have oak syrup. Still <laughs> <laughs> my pine syrup. I actually had a friend that his parent his parents live in Vermont, maybe. And they get Green they crab get syrup. their own maple syrup. Well, when Stevie and I were children, we used to eat sap tree sap. Yep. <laughs> dirt. Explains a lot. Yep. It was white. <laughs> That's That's weird. all I remember about it. <laughs> Me too. It's probably because we had a swing uh, made out it, of a bucket or something, didn't we? Yep, we had one of those with a rope over a tree limb so we could haul each just, other up. I haven't thought about that before. And then I dropped you one time, and that is why you're the way you are. You kicked the bucket. (laughs) I also remember when I got stitches on my knee and I couldn't bend my knee. I think somebody pushed me over because I couldn't get up easy. (laughs) Hmm, who would do that? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember doing that, but it could have been me. Sounds like something I would do. I thought you were trying to get a dramatic pause so that someone would cough. And then as <laughs> soon as I coughed, you just started, you kept talking. So, the same thing. <laughs> like, uh, no, it was a dramatic pause because, you know, he had accused somebody of. I know, but. And two of the people <laughs> on the show weren't alive yet, so I don't know. <laughs> All right. Fateful day that Marion did smile and say that she would go and gather wood for the fire. She said she would go all alone. She enjoyed the time spent on her own. So off she went into the woods that fine day. With such a gentle breeze whispered amongst the forest trees as Marion was thinking well of her life. <laughs> oh, someone's got Ooh. some consumption. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
All right. Um, I guess I'll go first. Um, cool. Sorry, my computer internet browser froze, so I can't see the show notes. I, I like watched Predator on, on Skype, though. The view of you look like the neighbor from the tool time, because all I can see is from your nose up. Nose up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I watched The Predator. Ooh, the Predator or Predator? Predator with Schwarzenegger and Carl Apollo Heathers. Creed. Yeah. That guy, the, the Ohio Predator and the and, governor. Uh, yeah. The so governor Jesse of California. Ventura. Yeah. And the governor of Minnesota. Get lots to the chopper. There's lots of governors in that movie. There's two at least, right? Mm-hmm. That's, That's a good a percentage. Lot. Anyway, we watched it. Most movies. We watched it because my wife had never seen it. And what? I quoted it. And so my favorite. She, she admitted that she had never seen it, so we watched it. And then I finished the Eureka series, all five seasons. It was pretty good. Um, apparently, the show got canceled. And Ooh. instead of sticking them with the um, the cliffhanger, they let them produce one more episode to tie everything up. Oh, that's which is nice. which was nice of them because some shows they don't do that with. Talking about you, Stargate Universe. Yeah, yeah. no joke. Firefly. Um, well, did Firefly did Firefly end with a cliffhanger though? No, it just oh. ended. I wanted the next episode. There wasn't one. It didn't <laughs> it end. It kind of ended with a cliffhanger, right? Because isn't the assassin guy get into the ship? Yeah, I think so. And it does just great. end. I think didn't they air those episodes out of order anyway? Not all of them. It was like just the one. first, the first few. I think oh, were out of okay. order. And then I got all caught up with the podcast, The Cryptid Factor, with Reese Darby oh. and Dan Shriver and Buttons. So now I'm sad because. I have to wait till they release their next episode. And it could be six <laughs> months from now. Who knows? <laughs> the the podcast they have like seventy three episodes and it spans twelve years. Yeah, that's uh, quite <laughs> that's the release rate. That's why the people should listen to our show because no matter what, you'll get an episode every week. Every single week. Um, it's, I, I like the humor of Restarby, even though they don't talk a whole lot about cryptids like David, you mentioned, but they do have a segment each week with weird news and I don't know. It's just funny because Reese will just like go off on a tangent and make up other voice uh, characters and, (laughs) and the other two (laughs) just let him go. (laughs) <laughs> and nice. just laugh as he goes. But anyway, I think that's all I have for consumption. Okay. I watched a Reese Darby show. Oh, yeah. Our, Our Flag Means Death, season one. Cool. It also has Taika Waititi. He's produced it, I think. Yeah. He's, like plays his a type, of, type of show. Yeah. So Reese Darby plays this nobleman that decides that pastoral life isn't for him and he goes and has a ship built and 
recruits some pirates and they go out on the high seas to do some pirating, except. And, and it's actually based on a real person. Oh, is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a yeah. real Steed Bennett that became a, you know, built a ship, became a pirate, made friends with Blackbeard. Oh. Yeah. It was Bonnet, <laughs> but, um, yeah, he doesn't have the stomach for most pirating at the beginning. But it's pretty funny. I yeah. liked it. I think there is a second season coming. Yeah, I so. think so. Look forward to that. Um, let's see. I watched. Maybe somebody could help me out. Un. Oh, uh, Uncharted. Uncharted. Yes, the Spider-Man sequel. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot so that you first... couldn't see the show notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so when the the first time we saw the trailer for that, we were at the theater with my youngest son. And then, like, a few days later, he was like, oh, when's, we got to see that new Spider-Man movie. And we're like, we already saw the latest Spider-Man movie. It's like, no, there's a new one. We saw the trailer for it. And we're like, that was the actor, but it was unrelated. So it's out on one of the streaming services now. So funny story yeah. about that. My son and I wanted to watch it. We wanted to watch a movie. So I saw it on Amazon. So I bought it. And oh, and then that night I got on Netflix to watch something and I was like, oh, you got to check, man. Yeah, that's happening. <laughs> so when it leaves Netflix at some point, I own it. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's basically it's kind of a prequel to the video games. It's about a kid that his brother is into treasure hunting. And so his brother's partner tracks him down and they after his brother goes missing and they're trying to find the treasure that Ferdinand Magellan found that was then hidden. And the bad guy is the descendant of the family that originally funded Magellan's, you know, trip around the globe. And they're after the treasure too, because it's kind of their birthright because it was supposed to go to them and, originally anyways but so there's a lot of like finding clues and ancient documents and and all this stuff it's pretty good i liked it it felt there were a lot of parts that felt similar to the game series so uh check it out it's got uh mark Wahlberg in it and antonio banderas and i can't remember who the main gal is in it but she was good too do i have anything else on there yeah the grand Uh, budapest hotel oh yeah that one's pretty good uh it's got jude law and a few other people that were really good uh not so much i've heard of it i don't remember what it was about though so it's about this hotel in eastern europe somewhere it might even be in a made-up country. No. I think it's in a made-up country, but it's starts off with this... It's kind of run down now. It's beyond its glory days, and so mostly people just go there that kind of want to be left alone. 
and this guy meets um he ends up meeting the owner of the hotel and then a lot of this movie is the owner telling him how he got started in the hotel business and ended up with the hotel and it involves every actor that's ever been famous pretty much but holy crap most of those like bill murray are only in it for like 30 seconds each but um they the concierge at the hotel ends up being in the will of this rich woman that would frequent the hotel and he's given like this priceless painting that she owned but her kids don't want to give it to him so he steals it and then there's this big yeah they're on the lamb and he's there yeah and there's like wars going on because this is back in like the world war one era and so yeah there's all this stuff but it was really good i enjoyed it can i just nice. read through some of the cast members yes <laughs> Ralph Fiennes, Willem Dafoe, Harvey Cartel, Bur- Bill Murray, Saoirse Ronan, mm-hmm. Owen Wilson, Tilda Swinton, Jason Schwartzman, Ed Norton, Jude Law, Jeff Goldblum, Adrian Brody. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. So Ralph Fiennes is in it the most. Adrian Brody is the son of the woman that dies. So he's in it quite a bit. Willem Dafoe is in it. He works for Brody. And he's like trying to, he's the henchman that's like after them. Uh, Norton is like the chief of police. So he's in it a fair bit. Owen Wilson's in it for like a minute, I think, for 30 seconds. So Tilda Swint's the old lady. Yeah. So she's, oh, she's, she's not, not in it very long. <laughs> Saoirse Ronan is in it a uh, a bit she's a girlfriend of the kid that's with ralph fines that's involved in the painting theft i recommend it it's, it was pretty good it was for free somewhere it has 8.1 on imdb it's on hbo looks like okay yeah check it out it's a good time nice well i also watched uncharted as i mentioned um mm-hmm. There's one part where we like chuckled. My son and I like hit elbows because there was like some climbing up the side of a ship or something that looked very uncharted in its manner of climbing. Yeah, which is fun. Um, so Sophia Taylor Ali was the Chloe character. I thought was oh. really good in it because she looks like Chloe from the video games. Mm-hmm. Like if anyone in the movie, she looked the most like the character. I thought. Yeah. Um. I think one of the goon henchmen, maybe the Scottish one, was like the director. No, he was the. Where was that? Who was the other guy? He was really good. He's like beating up Tom Holland. And he's like, I have no idea what you're saying. Who's <laughs> this brogue was so strong? I understand what he was saying. Well, I have subtitles, so I had. Um, it's a really good movie. I, I, I hope they make another one. Um, I thought it was leading right up to the first video game. But my son looked more into it. He said, no, it's a different map than the one they have in the first video game. It's a mm. different Nazi map they end up with at the very end. 
I think at the theater, my wife and I saw this, and this is the one where I looked it up on my phone, and it said there was two after-credit scenes. But oh. what it meant was, after the movie ended, then there was another scene immediately after that. Uh-huh. And then there was one additional scene. But we were waiting for another one. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we sat all the way until the cleaning people were there, and the last line of the credits went up and nothing happened. <laughs> we're like, oh. Uh- and I think we got at least two or three more other people to sit in there with us because they thought we knew. That's funny. <laughs> um, so that, that was good. Let me see. I've got to be tabs open. Here we go. I started watching an anime called Killing Bites. It's uh, pronounced Killing Bites. So I have to watch it while doing nothing else. I have to read the subtitles. Um, just basically four different groups that have people that fight each other in these big fighting contests and the people that fight are um they didn't call them lycanthropes because they turn into different animal or get parts of different animals they can turn into and the main one that you're watching is a honey badger that she turns into although That's they use scary. a different for it and so the first fight is her against this guy that turns into a lion but Badgers aren't scared of lions. And they Badgers fight aren't scared of anything. No, they're not. <laughs> and it's, that's how our characters in the show. They take traits from the animals. And so she, like, yeah, doesn't have that fear gene at all. And she has got sharp claws. And she's constantly saying it's not the size or the speed of the animal. It's the one with the strongest bite or whatever. Um, so about halfway through with that, because it bothers me to have to read the movie or the TV show <laughs> Um, I just finished a Harry Dresden novel, number 10. It's called Small Favor. I'm getting concerned because there's only 17 in the series, and I'm getting closer to running out, and I'm really enjoying them a lot. But it might be one of my favorite book series now, I would say. Um, if done correctly, I think it would make a great movie series, but I am willing to leave it as a book form because I don't trust anyone to make a movie. <laughs> I'm not uh, tall enough, but I'm considering doing a cosplay. That would be cool. Cool. I thought Still. about doing cosplays for some of them. It'd be cool to be like uh, Michael, one of the knights. Because that'd oh, be yeah. cosplay. But people wouldn't know what you were. They like they would think you're just, just like a crusading was, knight or something. I was in a store and saw like a wood staff, oh, and I was like, sweet. oh, I kind of want to buy that. And I thought about making some, like an actual wood staff, like a wizard staff, and like a blasting rod. I thought that'd be really cool. But no one would know who you were. Uh, I think it's more popular than you might. Maybe. I'm trying to tell lots of people about it. They're like, what? Trying to get people to read it. Because I'm like, this is really good. You should read it. (laughs) So I just finished the one tonight. Um, I didn't realize I was on number 10 until I looked it up. I was like, whoa. I'm going through these at a very quick pace. (laughs) Um, And then I watched. There's a YouTube channel I watched called Good Good. And it's a golf channel. There's six friends that like to play golf. So they do like challenges where they, fact, I watched one today where the last one to get a bogey in the group, won a thousand dollars, which took a long time. They got down to two guys and they, they had to play like four holes before one of them finally bogeyed, but they traveled over to England at the, re- at the invitation of probably one of the biggest YouTube golf channels on youtube 
that's redundant. <laughs> uh, Rick Shields invited them over there to play some stuff. And so they were both filming and they've started doing what they call their majors. So they do stroke play, which is unusual for them. Usually they're doing like elimination challenges and stuff, but they each do their own stroke play like a major golf tournament would be. Um, and unlike the other videos are like 25 to 30 minutes long. This is the entire 18 holes of the, the major tournament they play with usually six of them. So they're like three hours long. <laughs> so I watched the one where they did it over in England. They had Rick Shields in there and he had a, he had a really rough time. I think he finished last or second to last in the group. Uh, but it was really exciting. There was some, there's one hole in particular where there was two that were fighting for the lead like the whole time. And the one guy that held the lead early hit like a 40 foot putt for a birdie. And he was all excited. Everyone was really excited for him. Well, the guy he was going against then to match the same score, he was on the, like, on off the green a little bit. Mm-hmm. He chipped it in for birdie. Oh. Tie his score on the hole. Um, and that was his third chip in of the round. Whoa. Wow. Which was impressive. I think I've, only, I've done two in a round once. Um, but, yeah, his were way more impressive. I'm doing my little three part or part three course here. You know, the greens are small, but they're, they don't undulate very much. They're usually pretty flat or they're mm-hmm. dealing with these. This is like the hardest golf course in England that are playing one of those. Um, and they rent out the whole course. So they were played for like nine hours. This tournament took, um, mm-hmm. but it was really fun. So check that out. If you like golf and YouTube and like them together. Nice. Well, I just realized it's been three weeks, maybe, since I've given consumption on here, since we had oh, cast and then I was gone last week. So I've got a little bit. I'll go through it pretty quick. Um, I watched Gray Man as well. I know you guys mm-hmm. talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. I think I probably liked it less than anyone else. Um, <laughs> I have read all the books multiple times and was disappointed, mm-hmm. not in the way they mashed it all together. I thought that was kind of clever that they took different scenes from different books and put them all together into one. I was disappointed in um, the stupid technical stuff that like uh, terminal list did tried really hard to get everything technically accurate. Yeah. And there was a complete disregard for any reality in stuff Ooh. like a flare gun that shoots three times. That's a yeah. single shot flare gun. <laughs> Do not um, flare revolvers? No. <laughs> um, or at the end where there's a sniper that says, I have overlook for you. Just get me a clean shot. And then there's like five minutes and then you just forget, I guess, that there's a sniper at some point. And then you're like, <laughs> what happened to the plan of getting a clean shot on the person? Um Stuff like that really bothers so, me. Did you when, think that was the female lead supposed to be the no, Russian lady? It was no. It was okay. a completely made up character, which seemed like a waste. But of, she had like a uh, Russian accent almost. Uh, yeah. No, she was American. I did have the similar thought, and I looked it up while I was watching it. Maybe it was, was wistful like, thinking. I was thinking I was hearing it. It's like, well, yeah, okay, no. is Handler is as skilled as he is. Um. I'll just go through a few of the more things. They, yes, had a great character in the book. The Russian 
spy that they could have used and they didn't and they made up some random person to throw in um, that wasn't in the book. And then also that the head of the CIA and the assistant deputy of the CIA are both in their 30s. I'm sorry. And there's even he says at one point that it took him eight years to get to where he was. And I was like, there is no way ever that the director of the CIA is going to get to that position within eight years. Right. They Um, just wanted that actor for some reason. Were you an ageist? It (laughs) pulled me out of it so hard having there's really, really, really good descriptions of the characters. Mm-hmm. and like uh fitzroy being Eng- american it's like yeah. he's sir fitzroy well he's and he's Brit. in the cia in the yeah movie. i right um there was stuff like that and they didn't bring in a couple characters that they could have that would have been nice but um anyway didn't care you for like gosling as the gray man at all yes he's fine yeah, I thought he, he, did a good he was job. the best part of that movie um I thought that they made him a little too flashy. Like the first time you see him, he's in a red suit. I think mm-hmm. and like that. He doesn't go anywhere flashy. He's the gray man. He would yeah. go in as like the help, you know, he would disappear into the background. I don't think they emphasized how much he just blends in. Right. They tried to he, get away with just saying that he does that, but they didn't show it. Show it. Yeah. They would have done really well with like him disappearing into a crowd. You know, I don't know. Whatever. Um, I watched storyline disappeared into a crowd. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I watched the Adam project. Oh yeah. Uh, that was really good. I thoroughly enjoyed Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Okay. I haven't seen that one yet. Um, You'll like it. It was really good. You'll love it. Um, I I would watch it again anytime. Even though he hates time travel. Yep. It's pretty Uh, light. Time travel. Yeah. What's it on? Is that on Netflix? I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Netflix. I think that's where I watched it. Yeah. Um, I watched. I think that one's been talked about before. Um, I watched Lightyear. Which is Buzz the Lightyear. new Pixar movie about Buzz Lightyear. Huh. And Remember it basically opens with um in whatever nineteen ninety Toy Story Story came out and there's a character, you know, a a toy. Mm-hmm. And that character, this is the movie that he's from. from. Like that character that toy's from. Oh. Um, it was, Does it seem like a kid's movie? Yeah, it's a kid's okay. movie. Um, it was mildly entertaining. Uh, Chris Evans the is the, was the best part. voice of the cat, I think, might have been the best part. Yeah, it, I don't know. I don't love animated movies, and I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was fine. I didn't dislike it um we mostly watched it because uh charlie they have a family friend um her dad went to college with the dad of angus mclean 
So that's the family tie-in. And he was the writer and director. Oh. Angus was. Um, and he also did the Dory. Finding the Nemo. Uh, the sequel. Nemo sequel. He did that oh. one and has worked on a bunch of, he works for Pixar, obviously. Um, and has done a bunch of stuff. But it was his movie that he wrote and directed. So uh, cool. that was what pushed us to watch it. Um, I watched the world's end, which is the third movie in the, um, Edgar Wright trilogy that has, uh, hot fuzz and Shaun of the dead. So it's Edgar Wright has Simon Pegg and Nick Frost in it also has Martin Freeman and uh rosamund pike cool um it was it was pretty good it was funny um simon Pegg is the kind of bumbling idiot in it instead of nick frost which is kind of the opposite from yeah yeah um and it was like it was okay. It was definitely not as, nearly as good as the other two Edgar mm. Wright movies, but um, yeah, we started we started that one once, but that is not MJ's type of movie at all. So, so like, I'll watch it without her sometime. It turns. It has a turn. It so it heads in a completely different direction from how it starts. Huh. Okay. So I would give it a I would give it a second chance and just yeah, wait. Because it kicks off like it without her. I was waiting. I was like, I read the description. I know something is going to it's going to take a left turn here at some point. And I it happened at a time when I wasn't expecting it. And. uh, It definitely redeemed itself from. Was it? Did it happen mid credits? No, (laughs) no, it was this little bit of a slow start, I feel like. Um, I remember my wife and I really liked Hot Fuzz when it came Hot out. Hot Fuzz is great. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz are up there in my movie rankings. Um, and then I watched a movie called The Last Night in Soho. Oh. Um, it has... Thomason McKenzie, who was in... A movie Jojo Rabbit, I think, was where we recognized her from. Mm. Um, but she is this. It takes place in England, and she goes. Oh yeah, I remember the previous. Gets admitted this. into a fashion college, and she ends up renting this room, and basically starts having these living dreams while she's in the room. Um, and she is this other woman in the sixties and it, the, the woman in the sixties is Anna Taylor, Anya Taylor joy. And then, uh, Matt Smith is in it as well. Um, it was pretty kind of trippy. Uh, not, yeah, it was definitely not. I don't know. I I wouldn't put it into like a horror category, but like thriller um, and kind psychological. of psychological thriller. Like it's definitely trippy and there is it. 
it's rated as horror on uh, IMDb actually, but um, it's got some atypical horror elements. I would think some visuals that are creepy, but there's no like gore or anything. Um, maybe a little bit, but not like bot. There's no like body horror type stuff. Um, it was pretty good. It was it was definitely interesting. I think I'd heard about it because it had won a bunch of awards for visual effects and stuff, and I could see why. Like it was very cool filming, filmmaking, Ooh. and cinematography. Um, the little artsy, but yeah, I'd check it out. Last night in Soho. Uh, and the last thing I'll mention quickly is Deadbeat. Uh, I think book six or seven of the Harry Dresden files finished that. Uh, it was really good. Um, he, there's a dinosaur in it. That's (laughs) awesome. I love that part. Uh, which is pretty cool. Um, it did you talking about getting through 10 books really fast. Uh, Charlie was like looking up, apps that you can tie your library card to to like uh, digitally check out books oh Uh, yeah because she was trying to stop the hemorrhaging of me buying (laughs) books like every other week Uh, i just bought another (laughs) one today i just bought the next one like after Uh, i finished that one so there's a slight i might try that uh digital app thing i think it's called like libby or something and you can just tie a library card to it trying to get Ooh. my kids to read them by because we have our, our family google i buy them on google so we have our mm-hmm. family group i've been giving them access so they can get to my i don't know if they even read them yet but yeah i am taking a break because uh when we were in portland last week um charlie's dad was talking about books and he was like talking about uh david baldocki Ooh. Who I've read a couple of his books, but he was like, "Oh, I really like him because he will he'll he doesn't just write thirty books in the same series. He writes like four or five in a series, and then he'll move on to a different storyline." And so he gave me five books <laughs> in this uh, this David Baldocki series. Did Charlie prompt him to do that? Trying to stop them? I don't think so. <laughs> complete un- unrelated, I think, but. Um, <laughs> Him and I, when I we go to their house, usually uh, Charlie and her mom end up just cooking in the kitchen, and then her dad and I end up in their family room, um, just sitting and reading. <laughs> <laughs> and his, he has a, oh, what are those chairs called? Um, the famous black lounge with wood frame on the outside. With oh, the, um. He has a, a actual one of those. Can't remember what they're called. Um, but yeah, so that's he doesn't his he has this other chair that he normally sits in in the corner. And then I usually I'll go and sit in that one, the other one oh. to read. And then we'll end up just sitting there and usually we'll read for like 10 minutes. Then we'll have a short conversation about something and then go back to reading. And <laughs> the problem with pretty well reading paperbacks like I do is you end up having to get more bookshelves. <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't well, bought my a digital paper bookshelf. Is really nice. like, it takes up not much space. The one behind thing. me. Well, 
<laughs> I am going to give these books back to him when I'm done. Yeah, when our shelf gets full, we just go through and get rid of a bunch of them. I was told that if you have a thousand books, it's considered a library. So mm. life goals, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you can give library cards then. Yeah, there you go. Does anybody have any nerd cred? I do. Okay. I, Ames um, chair. Sorry. Ames. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, t- I added some t-shirts. I saw that. Did you see all three of them that I added? There was a Ghostbusters one. Yeah, the Ghostbuster Protocol shirt. There was a one that just had the Ingenuity Show in computer font. Yep, and then and, the Elephant of Surprise. Oh, yes. I was like trying to remember what the last one was. Yep, saw that. I'm going to get myself one that says Engineerity Show. Yeah, like that did you add them to the website yet? No. Okay. I'll have to do that this weekend. I did post a link to one of them on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So... But yeah, that's where we uh, got into them. MJ found it. She's like, oh, there's new Ingenuity Show shirts. Cool. Yeah, so I I wanted one that said Ingenuity Show since we didn't we didn't have any plain ones. We just mm-hmm. had the logo one. And um, I think it says Ingenuity Show on the Vulcan Salute one, right? Yeah. That's the one DVD's wearing right now. Yeah. But then I started going through old um, artwork that DVD did that he sent to me. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed a couple of those and made shirts out of them. There was, one that, there was one that the email exchange was, oh, we should put that on a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. And then it didn't happen until years later. <laughs> so I found I actually found a comic that I'd like to put on a T-shirt. It's a picture of a nail that looks worried with a hammer above it. It's the squeaky nail gets the hammer. Mm. Which my friend says is not the saying. I was like, well, that's how I <laughs> raised my kids. You complain, <laughs> I'm going to hit you with a hammer. <laughs> it's like, it's the squeaky wheel gets the grease. I'm like, no, it's the squeaky nail gets the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I commissioned okay. DVD to make a comic. I got to start on that. <laughs> So I uh, ended up with a Nintendo, thanks Master Zed, no and problem. got it hooked up and popped in the original Super Mario Brothers game and beat it on, I think it took me three tries. And nice. Trying out, trying out a couple different controllers. Because one of them, the B button was sticky. So 
there was that one. Then there was like some knockoff one. And it, the latency's wrong or something. Uh. And so I actually played better with the sticky button one than I did with (laughs) the other one that didn't have sticky buttons. Maybe we'll take it apart and like fix it. it. Yeah, you could probably alcohol. So I had taken that apart and cleaned everything with alcohol Mm -hmm. and actually replaced the reader where the cartridge slides into. So you were drunk while you were doing it? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. No. Um, And the only games I knew worked were Rampage and uh, River City Ransom because I bought Mm. those on eBay. After, oh, I got the, game. after I got the Nintendo, I not I only a couple of the games worked. So none of yes. them worked on the first try. I had to, yeah, fiddle with them to get them to work. But I also then played Rampage all the way through and beat it. Yeah, it's very monotonous. It is, but <laughs> that's how you get just, the original experience. Have to fiddle with it to get it to work. Yeah, I was just listening to a podcast and playing. My daughter played with me for a little while. Yeah, and I've been playing River City Ransom on hard difficulty. It's um, way harder than easy. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I'm having a hard time. Got to get my stats up. Yeah. Finally got enough. I was having a hard time just getting enough money to buy one of the books. Because I would get killed like multiple times in a row. Like, Two players oh, make it a lot easier because they can run up the screen before you die. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm playing it myself. It's like, oh, I'm down to $3 again. But I finally got enough. And the first book I always get is Acro Circus because they can't block that. That's the thing is with punching and kicking the guys is they sit there and block it forever. And yeah, it's annoying. But with Acro Circus, you can just jump and hit them. So, yeah, I've been playing that. Awesome. Um, I have been working on a new design for a smaller chest that's similar to my D&D chest. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally got something. So the one I have now, books fit in. I can stack a whole bunch of books in there, actually. In fact, I did that when we went to Eastern Oregon recently and it made it really heavy so <laughs> i basically designed this one so the width of it is the width of a book so they're flipped the other direction to fit um mm-hmm. should be a lot easier and i was talking to my my son with a 3d printer and he's like that told him i wanted to make each of my boys one and he's like well does your drafting software output to the right format for my 3d printer and i was like yeah he's like i want to make mine out of i want to print mine so if you could design it so that i could print it <laughs> like okay, we can give that a shot. Print pieces of it and figure out how to assemble it. That'd be fun. Yeah. So that's what we're gonna do with his. And then I figure I'll make the other twos out of wood and let them pick, you know, what finish I use on it or whatever. Hmm. And maybe the color of the felt on the inside and stuff like that. Um, so I'm getting itch to build stuff again. Even though every time I do, I start thinking about the state of my garage currently. Because <laughs> <laughs> be a mild panic attack. Because of how messy it is, um, but we're about to rearrange a lot of things in the house, so we're probably not going to be in the old podcast studio much longer for my computer room. We're going to 
move stuff around and get me into a room with a window, possibly, and oh, air conditioning, cool. hopefully. Um, lots of stuff in the works, but I've got lots of ideas of new projects I want to work on, uh, which is fun. And it'd be nice to have a smaller chest, I guess, that doesn't isn't as heavy and it's totally full. Because nice. it's heavy. Because you probably probably got like twenty books in there. Mm-hmm. That probably would think. Um, so yeah, that's fun designing, and I'm more advanced in my woodworking techniques now. So I think the last time I, when I built the one I have now, I built it with about eighteen inches of space next to a four by four sheet of MDF and the Fiero, mm-hmm. with basically just my table saw and my jigsaw. I've got way more cooler tools than that now. Nice. Hopefully I could be a little safer too. <laughs> nice. Well, I mentioned that I was in Portland last week and it was so I could go to the official opening of the pedestrian bridge that I was the superstructure designer on. Cool. Um, and it was funny. We parked, we drove the truck to the opening. And so I was like, I'm just going to get in the neighborhood and I'm not going to try to drive around and look for a parking place. That's close. I'm just going to go to a place that I is on like a main road. That's going to have parking. That's easy to get in and out of. (laughs) So we ended up parking like nine blocks away and having to hike a ways (laughs) to get there. And there was plenty of parking on the way (laughs) but uh we got there and on the south end and there's a big plaza thing and um i was just like talking to telling charlie pointing out that there was some foundations that are going to get artwork on them eventually oh and i was like pointing past this guy that was standing there that was kind of scruffy looking had a beard and, and i was like yeah there's waiting at this foundation like yeah there's gonna be like a big metal tree sculpture thing with lights on it here and the guy turned around and started coming towards me and i was like oh no i wasn't pointing at you (laughs) it was the architect the bridge architect oh uh, that i worked with on the bridge (laughs) it was just like oh hey master zed and i was like holy crap john i didn't even i was looking right past you um <laughs> and then there end up he had been talking to a bunch of other people from like the city um that were there so uh but i had really it was a really cool project to work on and i spent like four years on it and left the company before it was done so i didn't get to see it all the way through but uh I'd run into one of the engineers that I, the young, younger engineers that I'd worked with that took over the construction support for it. Evidently, I didn't know, but, um, so we were nerding out pretty hardcore on some of the stuff about construction. Cause I'd seen all of the design side and then he actually saw it during construction. So to him, it was like, holy crap, it was crazy. Cause the, um, they built, 250 feet of the bridge off to the side and then lifted it into place over a weekend um, and then built the rest of the bridge. It's 430 feet total. 
and then because of how the foundations worked out, um, we didn't want to put a bunch of force into the one foundation because it was already pretty close to the limit. Um, so the one end was left loose while they poured the concrete deck and the deck or the bridge flattened out like six inches when they poured the concrete on it. And the end, the loose end moved like three quarters of an inch. Like the bridge got three quarters of an inch longer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And then they tied that end in after the um, deck was poured so that in an earthquake, there's a big concrete dead man that's buried um, underground that the bridge will push against the soil in an earthquake. Um, and then the, the North end we were, we were walking around with uh, Ryan was the guy that the in, younger engineer that I ran into. And so we were walking around and he was like, Oh yeah. And when they, uh, poured the deck, the other end is like a, it's an arch and the other ends a backspan. Well, that end lifted up like a quarter of an inch. Mm. So and those I'd I'd completely forgotten that the that end of the bridge was in tension. Mm-hmm. So we have uh piles that are 130 feet long or something, but they're in tension. Um but it was really cool to see and totally nerded out on stuff and um as we were, you know, I wasn't obviously affiliated with them anymore or anything, but Mm-hmm. I ran into the project manager from the city and the uh, bridge supervisor and the construction manager and everybody and visited with them. But as we were walking around, I was telling Charlie just about different parts of the design and what went into it and like stuff that looks simple, the complicating factors and stuff. And I could tell people near us were like kind of leaning in, listening as I <laughs> walked by. Like, what is what's what is he talking about? Um, <laughs> so gave an unofficial tour, I guess, to a couple people. And nice. um it was pretty cool. And yeah, if you're in Portland, highly recommend stopping by to see it. Yeah, I, I'd like to see it. So tell us again where it, where it is. It is for, in for Portland over I-84 from northeast 7th to it's across northeast 7th at the Lloyd District to central east side. It is the well for four years we called it the Sullivan's Crossing Bridge. Because it's over Sullivan's Gulch. So I-84 through East Portland is runs through Sullivan's Gulch, and it crosses that. Um, so we call it Sullivan's Crossing. It was named after Congressman Earl Blumenauer. So the official name is the Congressman Earl Blumenauer Bicycle and Pedestrian Bridge. Cool. And you can drive fire trucks over it. What's the acronym for that? There, huh? it's uh, Sullivan's Crossing is the acronym for it. <laughs> All right, if you want to tell us um, the bridge out of her, your acronym for something, send an email to engineerdeshow at gmail.com. 
or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter by searching for Engineerity Show. And check out our website, theengineeritieshow.com. And I'm going to try and get the new t-shirts linked there. So you guys can all get your new merch. Thank you for listening this week. Yippee! Stay nerdy. Wait. <laughs> uh, live long and nerdy? That's my... Okay, go ahead. Chewbacca, you have been and always shall be my dog. Rest in peace, oh. buddy. Oh, bye. You know, so you can't just say bizarre. You never get a moment for free. Show me something fun on your guitar. Something with an A or a G. Just be sure that I can tell it. Just be sure that I can tell it again. Most guitars are made of trees. With some L for the strings And some frets and two neat things Most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees People play them while they sing Some are dull and some just ring Most guitars are made of trees You know me so you've seen it all before at me stuck in a tree to hold a thought you can't ignore something multiplied by a three just be sure that i can tell it just be sure that i can tell it again unintended most guitars are made of trees with some l for the strings and some frets and two neat things most guitars are made of trees most guitars are made of trees People play them while they sing Some are dull and some just ring Most guitars are made of trees song most guitars are made of trees is by greg gibbs with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.